Hi there! You're tuning in to Kentucky Wesleyan's Campus Ministries. We are here to serve, love, and relate with you. Tuning in to the good news of Jesus. News that will encourage you, bless you, and carry you throughout the week. Let's give the Lord another clap offering, please. We want to thank God for the opportunity to be able to be here. And these guys, these young ladies were practicing earlier. And I just had to come on stage and walk around so I could be close to good and close to blessing and close to dropping the word. And uh, thank you. What a blessing. What a blessing. If you have uh, been with us during the course of this spring semester, you know that we have taken different chapel topics uh, that, that students, our student leaders, interns, said these are, these are things that are on our heart, these are things that we need to define for, uh, for the world, for each other, what, what Christ and the biblical truth is about all of these different things, including unity and diversity and what it means to be a Christian, who Christ is. And today, uh, I just can't think of better, better worship and a better topic regarding what we should be about, what we should understand, what the definition of this is in our lives on, on the heels of the cross and the empty tomb. And so today, we have some students with us uh, that are going to kind of talk personally about what God's grace means to them. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to just kind of turn that over to them. But if you, have, uh, if you have your chapel handout with you, you can kind of follow along with us. And, uh, you know, one of the things that in, from a Christianity standpoint in, in Western Christian theology, as Christians, we believe uh, that God's grace is the undeserved love and mercy that God has for humanity. And... It's God's divine favor in our lives. It's, it's free, undeserved help from God in our lives. Unmerited favor. You may have heard that word before, or that phrase before. And uh, the grace of God touches every aspect of our lives. And uh, this semester, we've, we've taken a look at different aspects of Christianity and what it means to be a Christian and all those attributes of God. God, God by his very nature, is unity. By God's very nature, he is diversity. And by God's very nature, God is love. And God is also gracious. Merciful. And sometimes it's really hard to draw a line between God's love and God's mercy and God's grace. And uh, it's like it's, it's uh, like the Holy Trinity. God, uh, God the triune God, but God is one. And so... Uh, from the Hebrew word, the Greek word for grace, you know, we, we find the meaning of this state of kindness and favor towards someone. And in Christ, we are just surrounded in us and all around us by God's grace. God's grace is involved in creation, conviction, salvation, justification, all of these big church words that we've talked about throughout the semester, being adopted as a son and daughter of the living God the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the empower, the empowerment that comes from being a child of God. God's grace is in sanctification and transformation. Our spiritual gifts are a result of God's grace. And then also the, 
find God's grace epitomized in the cross and the empty tomb. And it's because of God's grace that we have the opportunity to use our gifts and talents in worship. We have the opportunity to join God in this great mission to bring others to Christ and become mature, transformational disciples of Jesus Christ. And so I don't think there's anything more real and more appropriate in defining God's grace or anything else in our relationship with God than to hear personal uh, stories, personal testimonies, give an account of what grace means to each one of us. So we're going to kind of start with, uh, and, if, and if I heard correctly, Carson told me the two tape mics. Is this the one, Carson? Proceed, Carson. So let's go. It, the red light's on, so Isaiah, you start first and then just pass that if you would. Yeah. So like he said, my name's Isaiah. I'm the mentor intern for Campus Ministries. And when Sean asked me about, you know, asking us about how God's love and grace has worked through us, and if we wanted to speak on it, I immediately, you know, a bunch of different things clicked in my head, and I was like, well, this is reason enough that I need to speak about it. Because the first thing I always think about is Romans 12. I think it is in the chapel handout, and I'll read specifically verses uh, Romans 12, 20, and 21. So we have always come across a lot of people, and they have wronged us in some way, whether it be big, small, left, right, all the, all of the above. But at the end of the day, it was God's grace that taught me, you know, all about the act of forgiveness and to be able to heal from that. And that's why, like, in the verses, if, if you're on the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, he will keep burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And that's, it, that's really big to me because it took me a long time to really figure out, you know, like how God's grace works with forgiveness and how that's supposed to make me feel as an individual. Yeah, we say all the time that we forgive people, but, you know, it's it still sits in us, it still sits in our heart and our minds and our souls. And like, just to give like a little bit of an example, um, last year, um, year and a half ago, I lost a really good friend of mine and, you know, I couldn't really think of myself like, you know, to forgive the person that did this to her. And I once spoke with her parents and they did. And like, it just blows my mind, it blew my mind because it, that's when I really started to figure out and kind of learn how God's grace has worked through forgiveness and how, how they can still, you know, overcome all that evil, all that hate with their own love and for their love of God. And it, it, it just opened mind a whole realm of different things in terms of what he does for us, how he feeds our soul with so much love and so much warmth that it, it kind of like reminds me every single day to always take things with kindness, take it with love, no matter what it is. And at the end of the day, it will be like God that works through us. And it's, it, he's creating us to become the way that Jesus uh, was. And we're walking the way that Jesus walked. And we are becoming the way that God has intended us for to be. And so it that it's like it just it's something that sits with me and it will sit me to the like 
to the end of my days that his grace has always lifted us up and kept us going. Yeah. (laughs) Over the past couple years, just walking with Christ, I've learned many lessons, but one of the most important ones was that God's grace is always unexpected. For example, Ruth, I can't remember the chapter I put on the um, handout, but it's on there. Ruth, after her husband died, and she went with her her mother-in-law to a place unknown to her, a place where she didn't know anyone, she wasn't sure what was going to happen, God still provided every single thing that she needed. And this same grace that she experienced is seen in our lives, too, even if it doesn't feel like it, even if it hurts the situations that we're in. Whether it be a relationship that didn't work out or a failed exam, even though it feel like it, God's grace is still there with you. For example, many years ago, I was around 13 or 14, and I just became a Christian, and my faith then was cloud nine. I was like, whatever I pray for, it's going to happen. Not, not to be cocky, but that's just how I felt. I was 13, 14, whatever, you know. And there was this one school that I re- really wanted to go to. It was this magnet school called ATEC. And I was like, you know what? God, I really want to go here. And I was like, and I prayed about it. I was like, but God, let your will be done. And I prayed, and when it came, out, came time for admissions um, decisions to be rolled out, weird things started to happen. The letter that would tell me that I was accepted or rejected got lost in the mail. Um, The number that was listed on the website for the school, I tried to call up there to see what would happen. It was discontinued. Um, Emailed them, no response. Went up there, it was closed. And so I was like, God, what's happening right here? This doesn't make any sense at all. And it really hurt me because I believed that, I truly believed that God was going to do it. I was telling people, like, I'm going to get accepted to the school. Like, I was like, God, it's either this or nothing, what, what, what's happening. And for many years, I was actually quite angry with God because I just couldn't understand something. Why would God deprive me of something that I thought was so good for myself? And um, a couple of months later, like, I was very distraught about not being able to even find out if I got in or not. A couple months later, my mom decided to go up to the school just to see what happened. And my mom, she went up there, and she talked to the people. And what turned out, what happened was I was accepted into the school. But because I never responded, I couldn't attend. And so I was like, I was so sad. And it wasn't until years later that I realized that if I had gone to that school, there's there's no way I would be here right now. All the friends that I've made all the organizations I've joined, all the blessings I've received, n- never would have even came into existence if I had gone to that school. Amen. And God reminded me, at the end of the prayer, I asked for his will to be done. And so I was like, okay, God, I understand. Yeah. Like, I'm glad you didn't give it to me because it was for my good. And that's why I say that even in the situations where you feel like God isn't there, that God isn't um, there to support you or that he's left you, his grace is still there. Amen. It's just unexpected, and you need to look for it. Hi, everyone. I'm Abby. I thought you were going to actually take the mic. <laughs> like, okay, go ahead, Forrest, when it's my turn. Um, 
So first off, I just want to say that I wrote a couple notes, and I was going to, like, refine them or make it to where I could just read off of it. But then my boo told me to let the spirit move me. So here I am letting the spirit move me. So um, anyone who knows me knows that I like music. So I wanted to start with something that was relatable to anyone, whether they're in day one of their walk with Jesus or year, what are you, like 58? Yeah, <laughs> something like that, whether you're as far along as Sean or you're in your day one of your uh, walk with Jesus. So we all know the song. So amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. So when I, went, like we all have sang that before, but like have you ever thought about it kind of deal? So I started to Google like, what actually is a wretch, like in terms of the Bible, and it's a an, an unfortunate or unhappy person that is so miserable to be around. They are unlucky that they are unlucky to the point that you actually feel sorry for them. So that was when I realized that I was a wretch. Oh well. Um, yeah. <laughs> Stop laughing, Erica. <laughs> um. So then Sean sends his notes to us that we're speaking, and he was referring to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 5. And then I went ahead and read the whole chapter. And in Ephesians chapter 2, 8 through 9, verse 8 through 9, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, but is the gift of God, not because of works, lest any man should boast. And so then when, what I got from that, my notes are that, like, like, to find God's grace, I have, God's grace is a second chance, and for me, I needed, I needed a lot of second chances, third, fourth, and fifth, even. Um, I take no credit for how much I've grown in the past couple of years. God saw and heard what I was doing, saying, and thinking, but yet he continued to pursue me. Um, he extended me grace time and time again and told me to put him first and to watch how things began to change for me. So that took me to... 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse, or chapter 12 verse 9. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. God's power is greatest when we're at our weakest, which is like the complete opposite of like the world, which is why I was like so, like dug so deep into this, because for us, if you are the greatest person, you are the one with the most money, you're the one with the highest position, you're the president of the college, you know, whatever. Um, no shade. <laughs> but in God's mind, when, when we're at our lowest is when he has the chance to do his greatest works. So his power is made perfect in weakness is what is, say, is, what is said. I just said say. Um, and I wrote why, and I wrote because I take no credit. God sustained me and carried me through. Glory to you, O Lord. So all glory to God. Um, God does it all, and we will only boast in him. We do not need to be saying that we did it for ourselves or anything. God is the one who got me to where I am. Anyone who knows me from freshman year knows that I've grown a lot. Um, and I'm always willing to talk about those, that journey with people. And I wanted to just make my, my personal statements. Sean said that the personal statement would be like, I was once dot, dot, dot. I'm now dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and I was once an alcoholic, and I'm now sober. I was once a victim of self-harm, and I'm now 817 days clean. So God can truly change you if you let him.
when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about and what God's grace meant to me and how I've experienced it, I was kind of brought back to, honestly, the same thing that I've been working on since, like, the middle of February. And that is just trying to understand God's love and his grace. Because I am quite the overthinker, and I want to know, like, God, why do you love me, though? Like, this doesn't make sense. I'm a sinner. I turn away from you all the time. I don't do what you want me to do. I'm disobedient. How can you love me? How can you forgive me? How can you keep showing me this grace? It doesn't make sense. So I was trying to understand it, and I was trying to wrap my mind around it. And when I started thinking about what I wanted to say here today, God finally was just like, Sydney, just sit and listen. And then he gave me this little poem that I want to read for you guys real quick. And I just pray that it um, kind of helps someone understand and get to the point where I'm at right now. It's on the back of your chapel handout if you want to follow along. So it's titled, Because of Your Love. How can I make sense of your love? Its simplicity perplexes me, yet in its immutability I trust. Your love is ubiquitous, but not monotonous. In its steadfastness is found every good thing. The human heart, so fickle, can hardly understand, yet all the same it knows. Just as the timid songbird sings a triumphant melody with the rising sun, and the weeping willow dances for joy in the gentle breeze, my heart overflows with your praises. The birds understand not why the sun rises, only that it does. The willow does not understand from where the wind comes, but still it dances. My broken human heart cannot comprehend the height, the length, the width or the depth of your love, yet in its presence, in your presence, my brokenness is made whole. My heart is found singing a triumphant song and dancing for joy, persisting in faith, bathed in grace because of your love. So I just pray that that can help someone kind of get to where I'm at right now and what I'm still working through and just knowing and accepting that God is who he says he is. And that he says he loves us. His grace is freely given. There is nothing that I can do to earn it. I, can, I don't deserve it. Yet he still gives it every day. So, yeah. From the gospel choir and Campus Ministries Band and for how they led us in, in worship through song and praise. I want to thank them, and I want to thank you um, for attending this chapel service and giving us an opportunity to be able to share a little bit about what God's grace really is. And because of God's grace, um, I put it, put it at the bottom of your chapel handout there, um, because of God's love, because of God's mercy, because of God's grace for you, in Christ because of God's grace, we once were. Because of God's grace, we are now. Because of God's grace, we will be. Because of God's grace, we can. Because of the cross and the empty tomb, because of God's grace, anything is possible. Outside of that, anything is possible. Pray with me. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your grace that goes before us and pursues us. God, thank you for your grace that was represented in the cross and the empty tomb that can 
that can make us whole again, that can make us right again, can bring us back to the loving relationship, the intimate relationship that you intended for us to have with you. God, thank you for your grace that allows us to be transformed into looking more and more like your son, Jesus. God, thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to be able to worship you, to be able to serve you, to be able to share of your goodness, your love, your forgiveness, your mercy and your grace that's new and fresh and available to us every single morning. God, I pray for each person who is listening, watching, hearing this prayer, that if they don't know your love and grace the way that these young people have sung about it and have shared about it, God, I pray that they'll seek someone out that you've put in their life that will be able to pray with them and talk through that with them. God, your grace is available to all. You died for all. God, thank you for this time. We pray for the remainder of this semester. We pray for the things that we have yet to experience today. God, thank you for your grace. Thank you for this time together. God, we want to be very careful to give you all the praise and the honor and glory for everything, both good and not so good, because you're in the middle of it. God, thank you for this time. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. All God's people said, amen. You all have a great rest of the day. Thanks so much for listening. Hold this message in your heart and share it with others. And always remember, you are God's favorite creation. Catch you next week. Have a lovely day. Thanks so much for listening. Hold this message in your heart and share it with others. And always remember, you are God's favorite creation. Catch you next week. Have a lovely day.